Welcome. This is Luc Berings with a podcast on leadership and things related. Why do people give you influence? Now, the interesting word in the title of this podcast, of course, is give. Why do people give you influence? Because that's what happens. You only have influence if other people give it to you. It's a gift and a precious one at that. And people will decide for themselves if and when they give it. It's like creativity or initiative, passion or commitment. Many of the things we like to see in our team members. And our challenge is we cannot order them to be it or to do it. It would be like ordering a child to go to sleep. doesn't work. You might be able to order it to go to bed, but that's about it. Ordering it to go to sleep doesn't work. So why do people give leaders influence? Is it because they, they, they like you or need you or are afraid of you, trust you? Or is it that they respect you or, or can talk to you? Or, or just because they like working at your place, even if it means having to deal with you? Now let's spend the next couple of minutes on what I call the old tools. And I call them the old tools because they fit into the sort of organization we have been building ever since the Industrial Revolution. The bureaucracy, the efficient organization. I have a list of four and let's see if you can find yourself in them. First, we tend to give people influence when knowledge is not evenly distributed. And then, of course, we give influence to people who know more about a certain topic than we do. We call them the experts. In situations of life and death, that's a very smart thing to do. I, I guess I would prefer to believe my physician over my neighbor when I need some life-saving surgery. Unless, that is, of course, my neighbor is a physician. But in many organizations, people still try to play the, the knowledge is power game. Keep important information for themselves. Do not share the discussion in the leadership team. Make far too much stuff like confidential. And that's not good. In the modern, fast-paced organization, the opposite might be true, that the sharing of knowledge is power. The second one is example. Did you know that when David Beckham has a new tattoo, if he still has some empty skin left, that is, a huge number of fans immediately take the same tattoo? Or, or when, when Beyoncé changes her hairstyle, many girls the world over do the same thing. This is the influence people give leaders because they want to be like them. They want to mimic their perceived character and behavior. Now, for many influencers on Instagram and YouTube, it has become an interesting business model. And for this, they, can, they combine this tool with the first one. They, they show knowledge or specific expertise in their area. The third one. Well, many leaders would not want their team members to sign off on their own expense account. Well, although, why not? So they need your signature for that. And that's the third one. In the Netherlands, we have a constitutional monarchy. The king doesn't have much power, but a law is never a law if he didn't sign it. So mind you, he cannot refuse to sign it. That's the fun part. However, in Belgium, with the same setup, this led to some sort of a constitutional crisis. Their king, at the time, refused to sign a law on legalization of abortion because of his conscience as a Catholic. And they came up with this great solution, the king and the prime minister agreed to declare him unfit to rule. And by doing so, Congress could pass the law without his signature. And after passing the law, he was again declared fit to rule and reinstated as king. 
Now, this happened in April 1990. So, number three, people give you influence because they need your signature. And number four, Spanish and reward, or the carrot and stick. People give you influence because they care about your reward or punishment. Mind you, I said because they care about. Because if they don't care, well, you have no influence. So it's not in the reward or the punishment itself. It is the fact that others care about it that makes them give you influence. So we have knowledge, example, signature, and carrot and stick. Now, what do you think is the most influential one? How do you think these cards are to be played, if, if that's the correct term to use? Well, all research shows it is example, and by far. All studies reveal that for leaders, this is the most influential one. If you manage to be a good example, people want to follow, people want to be like, they tend to give you a lot of influence over them. That's pretty powerful stuff. And the least influential? Well, basically the other three, with carrot and stick being the lowest and knowledge and signature not far behind. In fact, example is on number one, then there's a huge gap, and then there are the other three. But it becomes interesting when I ask people in organizations how they assess their own culture on these tools. I mean, what they think their internal culture is about. Because then, nine times out of ten, I get carrot and stick on number one, with example coming in as lowest. It's exactly the other way around. Now, this does not necessarily mean leaders indeed play the punish and reward card. Because this is not an assessment of the organization or the leaders in it. Remember, people give you influence. So it is basically, and only, an assessment by people about themselves answering the question why they give someone influence. It just means people in the organization say they care most about the praise or the punishment. And they give leaders influence based on the fact that they can praise or punish them. So it might mean they give leaders influence because they're kind of afraid to be punished or not to be praised. Now, is this news? For most of you, probably not. Well, I read somewhere our brain is a wonderful organ. It starts working the minute we get up in the morning and it doesn't stop until we get into the office. Yeah. Because if this is not really news, then why do still so many leaders just accept this fact? Fear, we all know, is a bad counselor. Fear, in fact, is the biggest impediment for creativity, initiative, risk-taking. So you don't want it in your team. And despite the popularity and, and widespread use of fear-arousing methods, research shows us that this may not be the best way to change behavior or to raise awareness. Studies found that when people were not confident they could change their behavior to avoid a threat or, or get praise, but they were threatened anyway, the threat of punishment was ineffective. And not only that, it quite often even backfired. So if carrot and stick doesn't really work to gain influence, and if the other three are also ineffective, and if they are the old tools, widely in use in the efficient organization. Then what are the new tools, the effective tools in gaining influence in an effective organization? 
I think I have a list of five, and I would like to take you through them in the next podcast. Why do people give you influence? Part two.